Hi, I'm Josh. Hi, I'm Mikey. This is a podcast about racing. Sometimes we talk about racing. And sometimes we don't. This is the crossover. Why? Well, because I'm the guy that has said over and over and over, just turn on the mics, I'll drink and I'll talk. Yeah. And uh, I hate this new phone. And um, I just want to make sure I'm silenced. And then, hey, are we sponsoring another race? Yeah, I threw 50 bucks. Okay, all right. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I'll hit you up. No, don't worry Um, about it. So, welcome back. Yeah. I mean, the, so, since the holiday. We're, we're getting and ready. The, and the fact that we recorded on Sunday the last time. Oh, my it God. It's like, been weird. It seems like forever. Yeah, it's been a minute. Since we recorded. So, the good news is, is for this episode, we're doing an interview. Yeah. And I've been, you, you know, you know. I, yeah. We've been actually, this is one of those interviews we've been scratching our head for a while. Like, why have we never done it? Right. Like, what is, you know, what's, why haven't we had the chance to talk to this person? And I think the thing is, is that we just, we didn't really get a chance to know him. Are we waiting for him to call? We are. Let's go ahead and get the rule one shot knocked out. All right. Today's rule one shot is brought to you by Moondrops Distillery. Oh. That's an unmarked bottle. Oh, no. (laughs) That. If you open that up and it hisses, I'm going to be. No, uh, I know what's in it. It's. It's from Moondrops. Okay. I'm going to tell everybody that it's the delicious Moondrops bourbon that you can get on the shelf right now. Okay. But don't tell anyone, but it's something that no one can actually get yet. I happen to swing by there. Can we talk about... Do the, I need to delete this? No, no, no. Can we talk about the reality of the relationship between us and Moondrops that everybody knows about and then me and Moondrops? So this was something that you never wanted to talk about. So I don't know that it necessarily bothers me. So I've thought it through. Does it, does it bother the owners? No. No, and that actually came up last week. Um, so I am actually, while I'm waiting for the school year to start, I'm working there part-time. Right. Um, and that, Oh, thank God we can finally talk about right? it. Right. And that gives me access to, like, taste testing stuff. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure they won't mind this because they have to check on quality. Sure. So this is straight-out-of-the-barrel rye whiskey. Holy fuck. It's been aging for six months. Holy shit. And I said, this is awesome. When are we going to bottle it? And he said, come back in four years. And I said, is it drinkable? He said, of course it's And you're like, fuck that. And you- So I'm going to pour this roll one shot. Oh, my God. Um, so it's it's probably going to be really hot simply because. The whole bottle. Well, I mean, it's just, a, it's a shot. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. You say the whole bottle, it's a sample <laughs> bottle. For the people that are listening. It's, it's not like a 40. It's an eyedropper bottle. Right. Let me so, smell it. You're not gonna like the way it smells. Let me smell. I can smell it from here because it's it's wow. It's really young rye whiskey. That is, uh, you can definitely tell that's made from uh, wheat. I don't know how whiskey's made. Rye whiskey. Sorry. This is rye. Rye. Yeah. It's also made with corn. It's not completely rye. Right. Okay. Um, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll do a show on what the rules of bourbon making are. Yeah, and have maybe have the guys on or just. So one of them desperately wants to be on when the studio is built. Okay. Which is something we can talk about. So anyway, uh, here, do you want caffeine, no caffeine? Let's do no caffeine first. Okay. I have a feeling that. This is your one no caffeine that's option. Fine. That's fine. Um, oh, nice. Cherry Pepsi, but regular cherry Pepsi. I'll swing it. Okay. So cheers to you. Cheers to you, sir. Um, been a hell of a week for me. Yeah. Mm. Damn. Oh, my goodness. That's delicious. That's some good shit, man. Okay. So. Let's talk about the studio. Since yeah. we have time. 
You were downstairs. I was downstairs. Because you have to be downstairs to get upstairs. That's correct. And you know that our days of doing this show here are numbered. That's correct. Like, seriously numbered. Mm-hmm. What you saw is unfinished. It's just drywall and doors and stuff. Because of money, and I'm not going to lie, because of money, paint and trim and all that, it may be six months from now. Whatever. The furniture is all in place. I think we're we're discussing taking a week off so I can because at some to do point, some finishing on the at some point all of this equipment has to be moved to the studio. Yeah, because we're not fucking Joe Rogan. We don't have multiple sets of equipment. That we can't we, can we just, can't torture Jamie and have know, him bring. And we talked about maybe doing a or no we didn't. I was gonna mention maybe doing a show with the mobile rig for a week or something. Whatever. Like that. I don't know. Um, but you know I'm open to it. And then I've got a vacation coming up. But mm-hmm. anyway, the walls are up. The closet is built, like the whole thing. It looks nice. The structure is done. Yeah. TV's hung, furniture's in place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have been going like a madman now for seven days to get all that done. <laughs> I had two cousins come down from somewhere that I'm not going to mention. They don't want me to mention who they are. Gotcha. Um, and then I had my brother helping me. Get a phone call. Oh, okay. Here we go. Let's see who this is. Are you are you ready with the board? Hello. Hello. Are you there? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, man, I can. What's going on? Ladies and gentlemen, on the phone now, our interview for the evening, Mr. Jeffrey Shackelford. We should probably, Jeff, we should probably mention we are already recording. Yes, I should probably say that. I'm sorry. We so are, is this like live or is this like a recorded deal? No, this, recorded. This recorded. is a recorded it's, deal. So uh, just tell podcast. us what you want us to delete, you know, um, when you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We get no, that. you're all right. So you, you're can all right, drop, man. you can drop all the F bombs. Yeah, you, you can say whatever you want to say. Um,. So just you know, we're we're just thankful. You know, we're we're glad we had a chance to finally connect. And so so fuck glad. Yeah. The one thing I wanted to see, I wanted to apologize that it's never. And I don't know that occurred to us. We've been doing this a year and a half now. We've never had yeah. you on, and we're sorry about that, man. Yeah, we really are. Uh, I'm sorry, man. Everybody's busy. And everybody's got stuff going on. You know what happens? Well, I mean, you know, it. We get it, and the, the thing is, is that we're still pretty new to the speed room. Um, I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you're familiar with what we do and I'm not trying to, I'm not, I'm not saying that we're, we're top shit, but, <clears throat> but, uh, we've, uh, you know, we've only been going to the speed room for about five years, so we're still getting to know people. We're still learning people. Um, yeah. and you know, and so now we're talking to people whose last name aren't Tunny or Riddle <laughs> or Logue or Hargraves. <laughs> so yeah, them, them some fancy names there. Them household <laughs> names, you know, this is Shackleford. It's just a, uh, it's just an old, it's Stop an old it. under the bench name. Stop that. Stop that. Yeah, I don't know about that, man. That that last one that you had was pretty freaking impressive. That was pretty dope, dude. For sure. It's been going pretty good, man. I'm I'm thankful for him. Well, you know, looking looking over everything here, you're right now you're currently sixth in points. It's not too bad uh, making making top ten. You've had you've had two wins so far this season. We still have what, about ten or eleven races left in the in the year, plus the three hours. So I mean you're you're right on par to kick ass and take names, dude. Like all these I'm actually really stoked, to be honest, to have you on here. I'm really, really excited, man. So, you know, One of the things that kind of blew me away is, um, and it, this is going to sound really rude and mean, but I don't mean it, and, and it won't sound rude to Jeff, but when you hear some of these after-race interviews, it's always kind of a mixed bag uh-huh. of what you're going to get because, listen, they're race car drivers. They're not politicians. That you know, For sure. You've got, you've got some guys that are well-spoken. You've got some guys that just want to race. Uh, you handled yourself really, really well. And that was actually like the first time. I don't think you and I were at the race together. No, I texted Josh. I'm like, "Hey, man, how the hell have we never had him?" Oh on? yeah, dude. He talks. <laughs> better, he talks better than us. Yeah. 
So, so yeah, uh, man, that's that's a big thing in like racing, you know, getting partners and sponsors and stuff like that. You know, they they call it a mouthpiece. You know, you got to be able to. You can't be getting nervous and stuff, but I still do it. You know, like I said, I've been racing for a long time, and you know, winning things like that in front of the people and stuff like that, man, it's tough. You know, to get up there and and talk in front of a bunch of people. It heck, it's hard to get on. It's hard to get on like what you guys are doing and talk in front of a bunch of people. You know, you don't want to say the wrong thing and and uh, piss one guy off, or then you don't want to say something else to piss another guy oh, off. No, you know, no, listen, kinda... listen, we love doing that. We love pissing people off. Well, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know about all that. Well, you know, the one thing I will say is. Uh, anytime there's been a conflict, the one thing that we've made clear, and not to make it about us, but one thing we've made clear yeah. is, hey, man, we're in this for the racing. Yeah. The personal shit. For sure. And all of that. It's In all honesty, it's why we don't spend a ton of time in the pits. You know, if a driver yeah. reaches out and says, hey, swing by the pits, I got we'll something go. for you, or, you know, just like to say hi, we will. Otherwise, we try not to play favorites for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's just not worth it. Uh, you know, do Heck what no. we do. We don't want to piss anyone off. And And second of all, uh, you know, you guys are pretty good at airing your grievances with each other without yeah. us getting involved. And you guys stay relatively yeah, sure. mature. You guys stay relatively mature. Relatively. There's a handful there's of guys. There's a few incidents. That, yeah. There's a few incidents where anger boils over, you know. Yeah, that's going to happen, man. It's short track racing on a, a fifth mile bull ring, you know. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that's supposed to happen. So, um, so I don't, I don't want to, I'm going to sound like an idiot this whole interview because, uh, you know, we, we haven't had a chance to, to really, you know, dive into your history. How long? Yeah. What? Can I say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. At least once during this interview, Jeff, I promise you, I'm going to call you Shelby. Or not Shelby. Ah, sorry, Rust, Rusty. Rusty. And I don't know if Rusty? You, yes. And I don't know if you get the joke, but there was a character on King of the Hill <laughs> named Dale Dribble who had... Oh, his last name's Shackleford, ain't it? Yeah, Rusty. Well, he he used to have a a a quote unquote like dark name that he used to use because right, an didn't alias want to, and it was Rusty Shackleford. So yeah, I know what you're talking about, man. I, I'm not a big do, TV watcher. Yeah, but. if I do it, I apologize. So anyway, so what Josh had asked you before I really so it was basically you know we we're, we're kind of interested in the history, you know, see see where you came up from, where you know where you've been, and what the yeah. game plan is, and where you're going. So let's start. You know, how did you how did you get involved in racing at the at the speed drum? Man, my family's been out there for three or four generations, you know, uh, St. John's and the Shackleford's, they're, they're, uh, they're blood related, you know, and, and okay. Kenny St. John, Kenny St. John, uh, it started it all out, you know, back in the, man, I couldn't even tell you, probably like the sixties and the seventies. And then Mike took over Mike St. John and he ran from the, the seventies probably to the, up until the early two thousands and my dad took over, you know, and, and, uh, I've just been going out there all my life, man. I've spent a lot of time out at that old racetrack, you know, and. And uh, when I was about six years old, probably old enough to just ride a bike and stuff like that, you know, my dad sold his racing stuff and, and bought me my first go-kart when I was six. So I uh, I ran go-karts for that for a couple of years, man, just traveling, you know, like shifter cart kind of style go-karts. And, and uh, that was pretty fun, man. And they bought, uh, we sold them and got me a front-wheel drive uh, Hornet at Speedrome when I was like, uh, I want to say like 13 probably. And then uh, I ran that for a year and, uh, and just, just try to get as much seat time or whatever wait, wait, I could, wait, wait, you know. Wait, wait, and then I, you said you said that you were racing a Hornet when you were 13 years old. Yeah, probably younger than that, honestly. Oh well, you saw. So we interviewed um, a bunch of a bunch of youngsters last week. We did, yeah. And um, uh, what's his name? Jackson. Jackson said he was done with carts after this year. He was going to factory front wheel drive. I don't know, man. For sure, he's going to be 13 years old. That's just I don't know. 13, 13 seems so. But hold on a second. And Jeff, I'm sorry, I keep interrupting. Yeah, this you. is this is. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, right, man. 
In summer of 2019, Arca CRA came and raced at the speed drum. Right. For the first time in 20 years. Yeah. The girl uh-huh. the girl that won the junior junior CRA. Katie Hettinger. Katie Hettinger. She had just uh-huh. turned 13. Fuck. And I want you really? to think about that. She is not old enough to drive a real car on no. the streets. Driving a car that she couldn't drive on the streets <laughs> on a racetrack. And I'm sure she's a better driver than most people that oh, drive on is. the street. Oh, yeah. my God, man. She, she is. is an insane driver. She's one of those ones that I want to have on, but the problem is we don't do a ton of ARCA or CRA stuff. Right. But if you follow yeah. her on Facebook, now two weeks, two or three weeks later, she was racing out in Anderson mm-hmm. and got under someone and unfortunately uh-huh. got a bad draft and went right into the wall. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, this was two or three years ago yeah. now. Uh, she ended up taking the, the, the junior CRA or yeah, junior or ARCA junior and whatever, whatever the junior championship sure. that year. So when he really, got, yeah. so, so when you raced fat, when you raced Hornets, what was your, what was your first car? Hold on. I want to guess. I want to guess. It was a, a civic man. I'm going to be honest with you. It's actually a crazy story. A, a buddy of our families called us and it was like a, it was like a December night, like in the, and the guy lived out in Knightstown, Indiana, which is just east of here, about 45 minutes east of Indianapolis. Familiar with Knightstown. Yeah, yeah, we know Knightstown. Yeah, so he calls me and goes, hey, man, I got this uh, four-door Honda Accord. You know, it doesn't have no windows or nothing. And I was going to uh, I was gonna, I was turn into a Hornet, man. I just needed the money. And I was like, I was like, all right. I told my dad about it. You know, my dad was like, man, see, so trade us this window air conditioning unit and like 100 bucks <laughs> on top of that. And, I, and the guy done it. So we, uh, I drove all the way. Actually, a friend of mine drove me all the way out to Knightstown, and uh, and I didn't have a license at the time. Obviously, well, we traded him the air conditioning unit and uh, like a hundred bucks, I think, and and uh, and my buddy drove it all the way back from Knightstown with no windows or nothing in it. And I followed him, and like I said, I didn't even have a license. It was just in, like it was one of them things we just just done it, you know. If that ain't short track racing, yeah, I don't dude, know that's pretty is. dope, dude. <laughs> For sure, that's... it is pretty cool, man. That's pretty dope. So, all right, so you you're racing the Hornets. Where do you go from there? Man, I ran a Hornet for about, uh, man, that whole, that following next season, man, I can't think of what year it was. I'd say probably like 2013, probably, or 14 at the latest. Uh, I ran that Hornet for the whole entire year, and back then they had a uh, junior Hornet class. So I started out in there, and I ran that for most of the season. And uh, I actually ended up winning the championship in the, the late, the it was like an August-July championship or something like that. Well, okay. I ended up winning that. I ended up selling the Hornet. I actually got eighteen hundred or nineteen hundred bucks out of the Hornet that I traded the air conditioning unit and a hundred bucks for. <laughs> okay, you know, so, so I'm really, damn. I really made money. So what Jeff just said was he robbed somebody. That's right. Twice. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, legally though. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. That's right. Everyone knew what they were getting. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Were for fine sure. With it. So, all right. So you, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be rude. How old are you? I uh, just turned 22 last month. Jeez. Okay, I yeah, I, I I figured he was he was younger. Um, so yeah. Um, so then did you go directly from Hornets into into uh, yeah. Outlaws? Well, that uh, like I said, that year then we sold our Hornet and we bought a uh, street. We actually had been building a street stock for like the last three or four years prior to that. That that was going to be my first deal was a CRA street stock. So we finished it up that winter and went CRA racing the first probably five or six races. And just to be honest with you, just. The CRA thing, man, it's a lot of fun. It just it just costs a ton of money to yeah. travel, and the payout's not very good, you know. So that didn't really last a whole lot. So, so I ran it probably about, uh, I'd say, five or six races in the CRA street stock, and then I took my street stock to Speedrome, and then I uh, I ran there a couple races, you know. And and uh, uh, I actually uh, ran a street stock race, the Jake 150, the race that I just won here recently. I actually uh, 
that year I had my street stock, it was the Jake's 150 was towards later of the year, and they actually did a pill draw. I entered my street stock in a figure eight class, and they did a pill draw, and, and uh, I ended up starting on the pole of it in a street stock, and I led a couple laps, and, and that's just crazy to me how I come back and won it a couple years later, you know? Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of cool. So you were sure. able to – this is going to – and this is just goes to show how uh, how naive I am about the sport. So you So you were able to get – you were able to enter your street stock into an outlaw race. Yep. Uh, that was back, like I said, that was probably four or five. It's probably been four or five, longer than five. It's probably been five or six years ago wow. since that was happening. But You were 17 years old. and you were... Yep, that's what I was about. Probably, probably yeah, 16 or 17 Holy is when I've done shit. it. Holy shit. I can't even, listen, when I was 16 or 17, I was playing video games and trading Pokemon cards. Like Dude, I, you were doing that yesterday. Yeah, no that's bullshit. true. That's Don't true. No, that's it. true. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, that was. That was yesterday. But, wow. Well, now, now this just gives me a whole bunch more to think about. You know, I, uh, dude. So, um, so you've been running Outlaws now for, for what, two, two, three years? Yeah, man. I think this is probably my third year. I actually, uh. I actually ran a dirt late model there after I got rid of that street stock. I ran a dirt late model a couple of times and really got hooked on it. I uh, I drove one of C.J. Rayburn's cars, the guy that just passed away here recently yeah. down in Whiteland, Indiana. And then I uh, and then I actually sold the dirt car and bought a figure eight car my rookie season. I uh, ran for rookie of the year, and Matt Smith beat me out of points. And uh, and uh, I think I uh, like I said I I ran that year and for rookie of the year. Well, then the next year I, we bought one of the moose the third turn moose cars. And then I uh, ran that again, man, and we just kind of got tired of the figure eight deal a little bit, you know, and we sold our figure eight cars, and, and we bought a bunch of dirty equipment. And then uh, and then the guy I drive for right now, he came along, and, and that's where we end up. So you said Matt Smith beat you out for uh, for rookie of the year? Yeah, me and Matt are good friends, and uh, we I, it was honestly fun, man, you know, just being a rookie and a hothead, 16 or 17 years old, driving a figure eight car, thinking you can win every race, you know. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that you and he are friends. He's really not a nice guy. Yeah, no, he's, he's the worst. Yeah. Yeah, he's not really that I, much I get, of a guy. I'm giving him shit. We just had him on week before last. Yeah, he's he's, been, he's a he's a cool dude, man. So are you? Sure. Uh, I uh, not to make it about us, but I have to make it about us because that's what I do. Yeah, are you aware yeah, of us? Have you been? Have you listened to anything that we've done? Man, I really haven't. Like, got on there and listened to a whole lot of your stuff. Like okay. Scott Keens, I've heard some stuff about him. He was telling me I needed to get get a hold of you guys. And, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, Scott. I think last year, Brayton, I think he's dealt with you guys some before, too. He has. Like, I've, I've heard the names and stuff. I like said, I really just haven't, like, paid much attention, honestly. No, that's good. We're, we're just always curious to see the reach that we're getting. Yeah, that's um, that's really what it yeah, is. You, you mentioned a couple of guys there that have been really, really good to us. Mm -hmm. uh, Scotty Keene, for sure. For sure. Um, and we were actually just at his house last weekend. We were. Uh, cutting it up, having a good time. So... You mentioned, yeah. you mentioned you raced you raced CRA. What is when you were racing? Right, he said he said CRA. Yeah, he did, yes. when you were when you were racing CRA, um, what was like? What, what were some of the biggest tracks you raced at? Man, I've raced about anywhere. You know, anywhere. And I've ran all over the Midwest: dirt tracks, asphalt tracks, just about everything. You know, uh, the biggest, probably fastest track that I've ran in a CRA car is probably Salem, Indiana. Salem okay. Speedway down in like uh, down in Salem, Indiana. We've it's a, heard it's a really fast track. We've heard really mixed reviews about Salem, no, Indiana. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. What we have not heard mixed reviews. No, we've heard bad, we angry, heard bad reviews. Bad, <laughs> bad. Yeah, it wasn't great last year. It ain't, it ain't that bad, man. It's really fun. You know, it's really a a lot of tracks you go to. There's uh, there's tracks like where you got to have really good equipment to run good, and there's other tracks where you can just drive it. You know, and be able to like a driver's track. You know, and 
And I feel like at, a, at Salem, you know, your equipment doesn't have to be like all of, you don't, you don't have to have the best of the best to go there and beat them guys. You know, you just got to be able to, to get the car to go around the track. You know, I, the, so the guy that we talked, well, both of the guys we talked to, yeah. honestly, they are elite competitors. Uh, I'm not going to say money's uh-huh. not an object, but I will say that they never have to worry about putting their car back together. Right. So I think for they were sure. looking for just a little bit more structure than they had gotten. Um, and I think we're talking oh, yeah. about two separate sports. So we're that's a very so good point. so that's so I'm I'm pretty point. sure that Jeffrey's talking about the oval when we're talking about the eight. Yeah, I'm talking about the oval. My, you guys asked about CRA, so that's no, the you're right. No, no, one, no, you're you're on you're on the right track. No, so um, so I, did you did you race did you race at Salem last year? Yeah, in the figure eight race. Yeah, okay, so we're good. Then you yep. then you already know kind of what's going on over there, and we don't got to talk yeah. about it. Um, so sure. so the Salem Salem was the fastest track that you raced. Uh, there's a question I have about dirt track racing, and Michael, you might be able to back me up on this. Uh, what's the deal about doing a quarter lap race at a time before suddenly we have to stop See, because people keep crashing? For me, it was, I mean, I, I get, so you're being, you're being, you're exaggerating. <laughs> Just a little bit. But uh, what he's it referring to like is, a quarter is lap. I, either tw- I either tweeted out or threw it up on you Facebook. You sent it in the group chat. Oh, uh, when we were at Circle City, yeah. and, and I said something like uh, dirt midgets where we wait, race one lap at a time. <laughs> now, now, from I know what the I've late heard, models aren't that bad. From but. what I from what I've heard, that has to do more with the fact that it's a brand new track and they're still working the kinks. I, out. Just, I don't know, man. That I've I've never, but I'm not a dirt person, so I can't. You, you are know, kind of a dirt. Person. No, that's not what I mean. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not into dirt racing. So, um, so you've raced. You've raced a, a ton of a ton of dirt tracks. What <laughs> when you had when you had your chance? I, I don't know if you ever raced out. Probably not. But I don't know if you ever raced over at uh, uh, Circle City. If you had a chance to do that, but. Uh, yeah, actually, I have. I raced uh, at the end of last year in my dirt late model. Okay, so 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 looking looking at the dirt tracks you've raced at, looking at Circle City, and if you don't have anything nice to say, we'll just skip this. But because um, we are because we're friends of the track, right? We yeah, wanna, and we don't we don't want to like we're not off. trying to piss anybody off. But I would love an yeah. an insider's look at you know how does Circle City rank up compared to the other tracks? You know what do they need? Yeah. <laughs> what 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 is good? What For do they sure. need to improve on? Not like we're not Man, saying I, they suck. You know, that's not what we're trying to say. So, I've been to some, I've raced on some of like the best dirt tracks in the world, such as like Eldora. You know, that's probably my favorite track. Sure. Uh, Florence, Kentucky, that's a, that's another not really nice facility. And uh, also Brownstown, Brownstown, Indiana, that's really another, that's really another nice place, man. The, the Circle City part, uh, what I really think it's lacking, I mean, it's a great facility, like the pits and the stands, you know, and a great location. A lot of people like it, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, uh, I think like you guys were just, like, hinting on, you know, I think it's, like, missing a lot of just, uh, like, experience, you know. That's, like, that's like uh, I just don't think uh, they don't, like, have the right material, like the right dirt and stuff, you know, because you can't just take, like, dirt just straight out of the ground and do it, you know. you got to mix it in with clay. you got to have a – That's what I was about you gotta have to somewhere ask. With them. For the moisture, you know, like Indiana dirt, you know, it dries up real fast. If you take a bottle of water and dump it on some Indiana dirt, it's going to dry up pretty quick. But if you if you get some, like, Georgia clay and stuff and then mix it with that Indiana dirt, you know, you dump a bottle of water on that pile of dirt, you know, it's gonna the moisture is going to stay in there a little longer. And I think that's, I think that's really what just Circle City is lacking, you know. But, but like I said, man, it's a, it's a really nice place, you know. And, and like I said, it's, it's their only first year. I don't even think it's – I don't even think they ran, like, a full season or nothing on there, you know. They just got to – they're getting a lot better, you know, from the first time they opened it up. The first time they opened it up, the track was absolutely terrible, but now they've kind of they've kind of handed around on there, you know. They had a uh, late model race there a couple weekends ago, and, and uh, it was actually really good, man. I think they got like 30-something cars, started all the cars, and it, 
and it came down to like the last two laps with four or five guys fighting it out, you know, and there's only one caution in the whole 75 lap race, you know, so, so that just shows you that they're, they're, they're getting it there, you know, you know, I think uh, I think Kevin Garrigus, the owner, I think he's hired somebody to kind of maintain the track a little bit, and I think that guy's done a pretty good job. Uh, like I said, they're just just kind of getting the bugs and kinks worked out of it, like you guys said. And but I but I truly do think that's going to be a really awesome track in the next couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I can't really, I, you know, there's nothing I can add to that. You know, the one thing that I would say is, given the dedication that we've seen, uh, the Garrigus family and the crew at the Speedrome, uh, they take racing seriously. It's not. Um, you know, if uh, if they wanted to squeeze every penny out, they certainly could. For you sure. Know, previous owners have done exactly that, which is yeah. kind of why Kevin had to do some of the things that he did mm-hmm. when he came in. Uh-huh. Um, you can tell. You just know it's a good place, man, because you can walk through the pits and speed run more at Circle City, and anybody that knows him, man, you can just walk up to him and ask him what kind of guy he is, and I guarantee 95 or 90, not, probably 100% of the people are going to tell you, you know, he's uh, he's for the racer, you know. he uh, He really, truly, like, he does what the racers want to do, you know. He, he I mean, his payoff has per, been pretty good, you know. Like the races that, like at the street stock division at the speed drum, I think that's the uh, the number one class really around, you know, because it just pays so good and and just the competitors too, you know. Like there's been a couple of street stock races this year at speed drum that's paid fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred bucks to win uh, for just a stock car class, you know. That that people just kind of like that kind of thing, you know. And and uh, he always has meetings and stuff, you know, and ask the drivers like, hey, what's your guys' opinion on this or or something like that, you know. He just, uh, like said, like you just said, man. There's not been an owner like him for a really long time that, that's like that's actually for the racers, trying to help the racers and trying to get the people to come back to the track and race at his track. And the, and that's the truth. You're certainly not going to get those kind of payouts and that kind of owner response at Anderson Speedway. You know, no, you're not. To... Not even close, man. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not. I don't like to bash people's tracks and nothing right, like that. Right. But honestly, man, he's really took a step up above and beyond his his competitors, you know. And and uh, like I said, Kevin's just. He's just turned a turn a place into a really fun place to race, you know. And that, and you could tell by just all the fans that come, you know. Like the other day, I, I was running a little late coming to Speedrome, and and uh, man, there was a line already lined up out the gate, almost all the way to the almost to the bar across the street, you know. And the gates hadn't even opened yet, you know. People are just wanting to people are just wanting to come and, and enjoy themselves and have some affordable fun, you know. Absolutely. Absolutely, dude. There's no place on earth where I can put down a $10 bill and know that I'm going to be getting a good show no matter what it is. Oh, heck yeah. You're going to be getting your money's worth. We have some, speaking of admission fees, not on this show because we got Jeff and I don't want to waste Jeff's time. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. I'm a, I officially uh, qualify for one of the discounts now. Yay. And we have not addressed we'll, that We'll, on we'll talk yet. about yeah, that. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about that later. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man. Okay. So you've been doing the late model thing. Um, so the, the, the one thing, that I always like to ask drivers um, because I know that it's really easy to get to, to be susceptible to your emotion. Oh, here we go. Yeah. And, and the one thing that I'm noticing a lot of, and I'm going to sound like such a parent. <laughs> Karen. Ah, you're right, man. Karen. My, my, my concern I'm is. I'm going to call you what, what, what's his so name called me. That's Shut the fine. fuck up, Karen. Th- th- thanks. Thank, thank you, sir. So, um, so I've noticed lately that there is a uh, there's a kind of a goofy energy, and we'll talk about this on the next show more. But there's kind of a goofy energy on the track that's a little bit more uh, rough and angry than usual. Yeah, um, I know oh, yeah, that sure. I know that short track racing in itself kind of has an image issue, and I've brought this up a million billion times, so I'm pretty sure people are starting to yeah. tune it out. Um, so when you're on the track and you have to deal with somebody who and <laughs> who needs to be dealt yeah, with. who needs to be dealt with, um, and you you seem like a pretty level headed dude. Uh, For sure. You know, th- and I'm sure there are times when your emotions 
take over your brain and you're like, no, sure. F this dude, you know, <laughs> but, but, but what do you, what do you do to, you know, to, to, to maintain, to maintain a cool head or, um, what happens when you can feel the, the emotion kind of start to boil over a little bit? How, do, sure. you, how do you handle that? Man, it's just so tough to explain. You know, I've tried explaining to people here recently. Everybody's just coming up to me and saying, man, where the heck did you come from? You know? And yeah. And uh, when I first started racing outlaws, you know, I was just a young, young kid, you know, that really didn't have a lot of experience and my maturity level really wasn't that high, you know. And, and uh, man, when somebody would get into me, I'd be ready to fight them or wreck them or tear my equipment up, you know, and, and just, it, you know, it, you just got to go through them steps, you know, like anything, you know, like your guys' interviews and stuff like that. I'm sure at the beginning of it, you guys were nowhere near as good as what you are now, you well, know. It just, it yeah. just takes, it just takes that kind of thing, you know, but, uh, but man, it just, the older I get, man, the more I realize, you know, like I said, I'm still young, but I've, I've came a long way, I feel like, since I was 15, 16 years old, you know, like I said, when I was 15 and some guy got into me, you know, I'd be ready to, I'd be ready to fight him and do it a bunch of things, you know, just a bunch of stupid things, but now that I've just kind of like matured a little bit, you know, and realized how like, hey, man, there's always next week, and if a guy wants to, to get into you this week or something like that, you know, just, just mark it down on your calendar and just return a favor and when it comes time, you know, you just don't need it. There's just no sense to going out there and tearing up, it's just your high dollar equipment, you know, and being hard on yourself and stuff like that, you know, just gotta, it just takes time and maturity, man. That's, that's really the only thing I can really say about that. You know? So Jeff brings up a really good point twice in the last month we have seen. And when I say twice, it's only one driver. Yep. We've seen a guy tear up his own fucking equipment being butt hurt over someone getting underneath him or get, or someone. It's easy to do, man. It really is. It really is easy to do. And, uh, and it's again at 22 years old, and the guy I'm talking about is old, way older than that. Yeah, and we've yeah. seen him do it multiple times. Yeah, he'll tear his own shit up going after yeah. somebody. It's like, hey, beat him! Like you're, not that, I mean, you're gonna race again. Fucking beat him! Right? Yeah, and not with not with a wrench. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, like, yeah. like actually <laughs> actually get on the track and so okay because so the jo- driver's really he's he's got a lot of talent. So Josh brought up a great yeah. point. So I have kids. I don't really. I don't really bring them to the track anymore. Um, For sure. And I probably. I will. Maybe. I don't know. One of them won't come just because of some shit. Anyway, my point is, if there's gonna be, if there has to be a fight, there's gonna be a fight. Like let's. Yeah. Let's say, cooler heads aren't gonna prevail. I. We have been told it is much better for those drivers to get into it on the track, than for it to spill out into the pit where. Every, where everybody can get involved and tools can get grabbed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is, man. It just, you know, nowadays I feel like people that the group, there's 25, there's 20, 25 figure eight drivers, you know, and a lot of them get along with each other. You know, I try to, the thing is, man, you want to, you want to, you don't want to get none of them people's bull crap, man, because then it's going to carry on throughout the whole entire year, man, because you want to let the rest of them guys have the rivalry and let the rest of them guys be into with each other. That way you can show up and, and not having to worry about, Hey, do I got to, do I got to sneak around this guy without him like trying to intentionally wreck me or do I have to, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, but I hear what you guys are saying, man, about the, like the kids part and stuff like that. You know, a lot of times it does carry the sad part is man about social media and stuff nowadays. That's the downfall about it. People get on there and they cuss each other and instead of just letting the two drivers take care of it, you know, but like you said, man, I, uh, there was an incident down at Jeffersonville, Indiana or a couple of years ago, man, where a guy ended up getting hit with a tool, you know, and like messed Oof. him up. But, it so just kind of sucks, man. It, it, it's just hard to take something. It's just hard to find a, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to find something to, 
the, the delete that kind of thing. You know, that, we, I feel like it's just all no, going to be there. Do we mention? Do we mention what we talked? No, about? No, 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 no. Okay. So, so last you, year, you just referred to an incident that we've had. So, yeah. So we, 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 yeah, gonna, we, yeah, we had an off mic conversation. Yep. But it doesn't matter. So, so everybody knows about it. We'll leave it at that. So we're talking. We're talking about anger. You know, talking about anger issues. And uh, last year at a certain track that's kind of close by, but not really close by. And I'm not going to name it, but yeah, uh, uh, it's kind of near Greenfield. Anyway, so. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they had an incident where these two drivers got into it and they started using their cars as weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Like, man, what, that's terrible. Like, like at what point in my brain? So I laugh now because it's just so absurd. It's so For absurd sure. in my yeah, brain. It's, yeah. It's fucked up. And like, like so by you, like you guys, maintaining, you can, you can kill somebody. Yeah. Yeah. You can, you know, looks, it, it's happened on a dirt track already. We're not going to mention that. So, um, yeah, it has. So the the I fucking hate that guy. It's really listen. It's 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 nice to see that you are letting everybody else kind of do their own shit, For and sure. that you're not getting into it because I know that it can get really tempting to get into the drama and the bullshit. Yep, yep. man, it's so easy, especially at speedrum. You know, a lot of guys, you know, they including myself. You know, I've been doing it for a long time. They spend every single dollar they can make. You know, I mean, it, everybody's got bills and everybody's yeah. got their own thing going on in life. You know, but a lot of times. Some people, you know, I've went to the track and not paid my bills before, you know, that just, it's just part of racing. Once you get addicted to it, man, you're just there, you know? So I, I see that a lot of people, you know, they just, they spend a lot of their time and a lot of their money, man. They just get, you know, they spend damn near all of their money to go race. The next thing you know, when a guy gets into them or just bumps them a little bit, they get out of their helmet and they just go like berserk or crazy about it, you know? So I've been there before, you know, like I said, it's just easy to do. It, it, it's real easy to do, you know, and, and uh, you just kind of got to, you just got to keep your helmet, helmet on and, you know, just, just keep your veins cool and stuff like that, you know. But but I hear what you guys are saying, man. You like know, the, it's the one so time, easy to do. The one time that I weighed in on this opinion publicly was on social media. And we had been. He got eviscerated. I dude. think we'd been doing this maybe six months. Not even. Um, yeah. But really? We, we had gotten to the point to where we were getting noticed at the track. People knew who we were. <laughs> which is kind of cool, man, for well, someone that, that doesn't, yeah. you know. that. But anyway. Um, the incident that happened happened yep. and I threw up on social media. I just said two things, stay, uh, stay in your car and keep your hands to yourself. Mm -hmm. For and, sure. That's fair, you know, and a family and I didn't mention any names. No, nope. I didn't mention any classes. No, nope. but a family member of one of the guys that I was referring to literally, and you got to know me to know that this insult just doesn't land. Said, shut the fuck up, Karen. It's like, you don't For understand. Sure. That's just not. But I think having the conversations, I've had, we've had several conversations now with drivers about fights. Like, hey, listen, you need to understand they're going to happen. Yeah. And for if you care about driver safety, they need to happen on the track. For sure. They need to happen on the yeah, track. Yeah, for sure. Um, what bugged me the most, and we talked about this when it happened, it wasn't that, the, that there was a fight. It's that one of the people involved was literally just haymaker, sucker punch and haymaker somebody. Yeah. Like the other guy wasn't even out of, the, out of his car. At yet. all. Yeah. It was, it was, kinda, sucks, man. Yeah. it was inappropriate. So it was inappropriate. So doing, doing Mad some, inappropriate. <laughs> so doing some uh, back step and backpedaling here. Um, you mentioned that you, you are related to the St. John's. Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay. So are uh, you, are you factory. like, like cousins or like, how's, how's that? Little Tommy St. John, the, he's also a figure eight driver. He's my cousin along with Big Tommy. His dad, they're my cousins. 
So that would put uh, Kenny, that would be, he would be my great cousin, I guess, or something like that. I don't know how all that kind of crap works, you know, like first cousins and stuff. But y'all are related. But, uh, yeah, for sure. So, okay, so, um, man, you know, I'm, what, what's funny is that I've found that it seems that everybody at the racetrack is related to everybody else at the racetrack. So oh, this, yeah. This came up yeah. when we were partying it did. with the Keens. It did. It just, like, it's, you, it's you so. To, you have to, kind of have to be careful who you talk to. Right. You have yeah, it's kind of weird because everybody's like cousins and related to each yeah. other, and everybody still, you know, uh, goes out with each other and stuff. Like everybody at that racetrack, man. There's there's some incest going on somewhere. I'm just not real sure. I'm staying out of this one. Oh my god, Jeff, bud. I think hell, there there might be some in my family. You know, I don't know. You know, <laughs> all, that kind of crap's been going on for the last hundred years or something like that. Whenever that place opened, you know, and. It's just south side stuff, you know, south side, you know, racetrack, you know, everybody knows each other. And, and uh, just, I guess, just every now and then somebody's just got to get to know somebody a little bit better, you know. This is it. Breaking <laughs> breaking news. Incest well, happening at so the speed drill. The things that, this is going to end up being. It'll be on Fox 59 tomorrow. We'll, we'll up, just turn this into an ad. We'll drop this Friday. Yeah, Screw right. it. And then Wednesday we'll do a race. Yeah, show. that's fine. One of the things that, because I, I don't know what made me ask. So <laughs> when we did the kids show last weekend, we, right. when I say that, we literally did a fucking kids show. We, we did, did, and we no swearing, no swearing, no swearing at all. No swearing, and I had said I wasn't going to drink. Oh, boy. So I brought a gift, though, for mm-hmm. Scotty and Yvonne. We should, we should uh, at some it was, point. It was a bottle of uh, one of our from one of our sponsors. Mm-hmm. And halfway through the show, now I'm sitting at the table with their kids, yep. just rapping, shooting the shit. They start feeding me shots. I was like, you don't understand what you're doing. This is not okay. I'm talking to your kids. Right. No, God, he don't drink. <laughs> so anyway, so by the time we, we recorded a second show with mm-hmm. the adults, mm-hmm. the one question that just popped into my sick fucking mind was, okay, so how much sex is happening at the speed drum? Boy, did they open up. And they had a lot to say. They did. Um, the one thing that all of the women who grew up there said was, oh, there's there's kids having sex in the, in the parking gross. lot left and right. That's gross. And I said, I, okay, ah. that's not what I'm asking. How much is happening in the pits? And they were like, Man. no, there's actually too much going on in the pits for that to happen. Oh, yeah. And they said it's not that it, I'm not, they none of, they all said we're not saying it doesn't happen. Right. But it's, it, there's sure. more drinking than there is sex. And yeah, I said, and I, I said uh, people drink in the pits and like, oh my god. <laughs> you may be right about that, man. I'm really not a. I'm really not sure, but like you said, I know 100 percent that it goes down. You know, it's it's just inevitable to you know. It's, 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 I don't know. You know, it could, it could be. Heck, it could be. You could be pulling up to somebody, and getting out of your car, and walking in there to buy your ticket, and somebody right next to you could be over there getting it on or something like that. You know, <laughs> you just don't never know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, the, the bar across the street, you know, they get a they get a little rowdy oh, over there. So listen, man, I, uh, we know we're we're quite familiar. Well, I'm quite familiar with that with that place across the street. Um, not as not, not as much not as much Michael, but but definitely myself. Um, and we, you know, I, I don't know I don't know when the last time you were you were there was. Uh, but but I got to tell you, um, when I first started going to the track, it was uh-huh. the place where I would park. You know, because because parking, if you're this was back before Kevin would open up the back, open up the back yeah. gate, and I could just park right along the the fence line like I do. Um, but I just, you know, I don't know, man. You know, with with, with me being going go only going there for five years and getting a chance to to know everybody and 
and really, you know, kind of kind of get into the nitty gritty of what what racing is yeah, and sure. what what get this. Feel on people. Yes, yes, and and just kind of, I don't know, man. It's it's nice to be able to humanize all of the drivers. That's For really sure. the point it of is. why we do this. The point we the, the reason why we do this is to make is not show people that they're just yelling at a name, that they're not just yelling at a number or a car, that they're actually yelling at a person. A person sure. who has kids sometimes or family or people yeah. who give a shit about them. And even if that driver, you know, even if that driver makes some really poor choices or, you know, drives dirty or does something stupid, right? That uh-huh. that, that that driver is still a human being and still a person. So Yeah, everybody makes mistakes, you exactly. know. Exactly. Part of being a human. Exactly, exactly. And and nobody is immune to that. You know, the 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 one thing I like to leave leave my lead in my life by is that when I hear people talking shit about another person, uh, it's an old adage by, uh, by a friend of mine named Jesus Christ. He says, he, <laughs> yeah. he who is free from sin, may he who is free from sin cast the first stone. True which, that. Is, which is a general roundabout way saying, oh, you've never, you've never said anything, uh, never done anything bad in your entire life. For well, sure. then, then you definitely need to be okay with <laughs> talking shit yeah, about sure. people, you know, and Heck it's, yeah. it's about the improvement. It's about improving yourself as a human being, and we've, yeah, you back. know, it, it's 100%, 100%. I'm sorry, I kind of got on my soapbox there. Yeah, my bad. Kinda... My bad, man. Sometimes it just it just happens. So, dude. So, it, this, you know, this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is this has just been, you know, real real nice to have a conversation, kind of get to know you a little bit better. Are we done? No, yeah, we're not done. Sure. We're not done. We're just hanging out. We're having a conversation. So, just... the one question I want to ask him, so you said, I, I want to know, Let's let's like let's talk about your first season factory front wheel driver Hornets. Yeah. Whatever we uh-huh. want to call them. Uh what was the weirdest shit you saw? Man, I don't know. I've seen some awfully weird stuff out of that racetrack, you know. Uh what was the, man, I don't so know. what was the scary I'll, I'll ask this. What was the scariest experience that first year? Ooh. Man, I really don't know, you know. Like I said, I've watched a lot of races before I even got into a race car, you know. I've watched my dad and my family race and I've watched other other people race, you know, so I kind of knew what I what was going to do, you know, what I had going on, but uh, it's just really tough to, like, figure that out, you know. I don't know, man. Nowadays, I see people out in the front-wheel drive class, you know, and, the, and a lot of people, like, don't take their safety serious, you know, and it kind of it kind of worries me, you know, and I don't know, man. It's really tough to, it's really tough to, like, say what worry, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think we do. So what do you uh what uh what do you do in your private life? I know you're not I you know you You don't have to say who you work for. We're yeah, just kind of What care. is it you do? Oh, you're all right, man. Uh my family actually owns a masonry business and uh and I'm not really into the masonry thing, you know. So I uh I do like a, I deal with a lot of stuff cars like buying and selling cars, fixing cars, trading cars, uh selling cars, just anything I can do with cars, you know. That's just what I that's just what I enjoy doing. I really don't have a lot of time, man, and I don't really have a lot of, uh, like, free time to do it, you know, which that's how I make a living and stuff, but it ain't like I just got a, a bunch of time to spare, you know. Well, I'm telling you, I'm looking for a grocery getter for the I was going to uh, say, I was going to say. Oh, yeah. 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 And unfortunately, I'm a, I'm a civil servant. I'm a public, I'm a public sector employee, <laughs> so I can't really afford it. I think I might have to yeah. bow out of the race. <laughs> well, man, we might be able to sponsor you guys one if, you, <gasps> if you're really interested in it. Yeah, he's really interested. Uh, we're really interested. His his face literally lit up like a pinball machine. Because when all, uh, when like, is this grocery getter thing? It's September twenty second. I, I think, think it is. Yeah, it's September. It's end of September. Yeah, yeah. It's after. I'll it's wait to figure day. that out, man. 
I've always got cards and stuff, like a couple hundred dollar cards, something you can yes. go there and tear up. Yes. Perfect. Well, hold on a second. I, <laughs> I, I don't know if you noticed or not, but I'm going to be in the car. I'd rather not. Uh... Well, yeah, you'd be okay, man. <laughs> Does that have to have like a roll cage or anything? Or is no, it just like no, not? I know. I, know. I think, I think it's, I think it's uh, kind of a run what you brung kind of situation. Yep. yep. It's literally. Are you interested in a van, a car? Like, what are you interested in? A monster truck? Um, monster truck. Fuck well, it. No, no, no. You have to follow the rules, though. That's a rule. It's, it's there is, no. There's grocery get a rule. Bullshit. I'm, well, That's I mean, it. it's his track. I get it. Let me look. I'm gonna look it up. I don't know that he's posted them for this year. He did for last year. So, so vans were allowed last year, but pickups were not. I'm sure, man. We can get you a little cheap car to go out there and play around in. There That's we what's go. up. That's what's there up, dude. We go. That's what's up. Yeah, so it looks like the grocery get a race. Last is... year it was a Honda Fit that won. Now it's in October. Is it? Yes. Yeah, Honda. A Honda's are really good. Yeah, is it's it really in October. Oh no, it's hold on a second. No, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's the, no, it's the seventeenth. The seventeenth okay. of September. Yeah, that's the grocery getter. It's a week. Is after. Is that the weekend of the three hour? It's, it's the weekend week after. after the three hour. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, that makes sense. Yeah. So you're gonna have to teach me how to drive it, though. Well, I mean, I know it's how to a, drive oh, stop it. I know how to drive a car. <laughs> that's not what I mean. That's, I think all you got to do is go around the market tires and survive, and I think you'd finish so, pretty so good. So is it really just driving a circle and you're all good? Yeah, I think so. I, I mean, think I can I, handle that. I, I mean, I've heard no the many a time. No, I think it's just an oval. I don't it think is. it's like no, figure it eight. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Darn, that's a, that, that'd be great to see a grocery getter figure eight. People would die. Yeah, absolutely, For man. Sure. If you, yeah, if hey, I'll put your name on. People would die or somebody would be killed. <laughs> that's, I mean, like I shouldn't laugh because that's not funny. But that's, yeah, that's, not that's hilarious. <laughs> it's an odd thing to laugh at. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say. I'm sorry. I just, uh, you know, it's, it, uh, it, it, it is what it is. Hey, so coming up this weekend. Yeah. Basically, uh, so for the sake of this podcast, it's tomorrow when the race is. So just kind of roll with the punches yeah, on right, this. Yeah. Um, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> so you're releasing so, this thing on Friday? Yes, yes. Yeah. So we're gonna. Yeah. So, um, so we've got. We've well, got, man, I actually got some breaking news that I can tell you guys that go. I haven't really told it. Let's do it. Yet. Let's go. Let's go. I uh, I I think I've gotten the opportunity to uh, try to break the oval track record, and Kevin Garrigus is uh, late model this weekend. That ought to be pretty exciting. The, the one with that giant wing on it. Yep. Oh, motherfucker! Nice, dude. That's dope. Yeah. So hey, can we? It ought to be pretty good. Can man. you do us a huge favor? Keep a lid on that I'm until sure. Friday, and then and then we'll release we'll release yeah. the audio, and then we'll tag you we'll in tag it. Tag you in and it, be yeah. like, oh my god, Jeffrey Shackelford has some big news. And then that's when and he shared it with us first. <laughs> that's right. God, yeah, that'd be good, man. I that's... can I can probably do that. So have you have you driven that car? Have you driven that car before? Man, I have not an inch. Uh, I'm hoping to really test it by by like the end of this weekend, so that way I don't have to go out in front. Of, because I think this weekend at the racetrack, man, the 4th of July show and stuff, I think there's going to be – I think it's, it might sell out, you know, kind of like Anderson did. Anderson sold out, you know, how that the races go up there, you know. So yeah. it's really a sure not do. so great showing, you know. And, you know, Kevin's going to have some good fireworks and some good stuff like that, you know. For so, sure. So I hope it'd be cool, you know, to put it back, put it on my resume, you know, yeah. for having the speed drum track record, dude, you know, that'd, that'd be, be pretty tight. That'd be so dope. If it sells out, I'm going to be bummed because I always show up like 15 minutes before. I got your ticket, you're fine. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so that's right. We get sponsors tickets. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. We're fine. So, um, so it's a 75, it's a 75 lap. It's for, uh, Doug Gregg's father, Mike, yep. uh, Mike. So it's, oh, and we're sponsoring. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We got a, we got a $50. I forget what I did, but I was like, here's 50 bucks. A lot of sponsor money yet, man. Last There's a the lot game. of sponsor money. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's a 75 lap feature. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for that 75 lapper? 
He's gonna get a say. Man, no. I'm actually over here. To, oh, I thought you were talking to me. No, I am. I know. No, dude. No, no, right. Yeah, I was talking to you. Are you ready for that 75 oh, lap man. feature? Man, I'm. I, when I got on the phone with you, I actually pulled up over here to our shop, and uh, and I was gonna get my car out and pressure wash it and do some maintenance on it. So I kind of been. I've kind of been just walking around the car, like pacing around it like a weirdo, just trying so, to figure out like what I'm going to do to it when I get off the phone with you guys. So, let me, so you know what I heard? What yeah. I heard him just say is, is we're welcome to go to his shop we, we and need see. To do a remote yeah, show for yeah, that's shop. exactly what I just heard too, man. I just heard that uh, you should. You, that was an open invite. Yeah, yeah, you got can anytime you like. Really, there we go. Yeah, that's what's up. So, um, just out of curiosity, what side of town is your shop on? Uh, I actually drive for some guys, and uh, my they own my figure eight car, and. Uh, we actually had a shop down in Greenwood, Indiana, and we kind of moved locations. And uh, now we're like on the west side of Indianapolis. I uh, I'm a south side kind of kind of guy, you know. Sure. My uh, I grew up on the south side my whole entire life, but I uh, I actually move. I live on the east side of Indianapolis, and, and the race shop's on the west side of Indianapolis. So it's all pretty much kind of together to get together. The west I, uh, side. I live probably twenty minutes. Yeah, west side. <laughs> Cut the shit. Stop that. Yeah, <laughs> so, don't do that. So so shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's, I, you know, a lot of these, a lot of the drivers that race at the Speedrome, there's not very many that live or have a shop on the, on the, on the West side. Yeah. It's usually yeah, on the South side of Greenfield or New Pal or fucking Anderson. You know, it's just, it's, it, it's it, amazing how many guys that race at the Speedrome live near Anderson. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. That's come up a couple of times. That must, that must say something about the Anderson Speedway. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're not going to talk about that, okay? We're not going to – that's for another show. That's uh, that's for that's for the one we're going to record after we have a conversation with you that's going to air the two days before. So yeah. it's all good. Yeah, it's, go. it's all fine. So, um, dude, you know, we, we don't really want to keep you too long. I know that we said it would be about 45 minutes, and we're coming up on uh, minute, minute 44. So before we let you go, I didn't know if, um, if, if you could tell us a little bit about some of the sponsors you have and, and just, just kind yeah. of run down that list. Uh, like I said, I drive for a guy, and uh, they're bro- they're actually it's a big family that owns my car. Really, the there are two brothers. You know, they both own businesses, but but uh, Elite Outdoor. You know, they do a lot of outdoor work, concrete and stuff like that. And uh, Indy's Best, that's obviously a towing business. Uh, it takes a it takes more than just one or two people, you know, to run a, a race team or something like that. You know, we've got we've got two figure eight cars, we've got a couple go karts, a couple legends, obviously the Dirt Late Model program. You know. But uh, but their whole family, man, the Hughes family has really like took care of me, you know, and, and treated me like one of their own ever since I met the people. They actually gave me a call uh the week before the three hour last year, and so they had a car for me to run, and and uh, and it's been curtains ever since, really, man. And uh, my parents, like I said, own the JS Quality Masonry business. He's my dad, and my dad and my stepmom, and my uh, my brothers and sisters, or I've obviously been there for me since I've ever started racing. Uh, just got a lot of sponsors, you know. I got a, a real close friend of, my, friend of mine that owns a tire business called uh, A Better Use Tire for all your used tire needs and stuff like that, you know. And I uh, I got a conveying sponsor like gravel and rocks and stuff like that, and, and uh, Asher Conveying, uh, Jockish Flowers. He owns a flower shop over on the south side of Indianapolis, man. And and uh, if you have any flowers, must just stop in there and get flowers for your wife or for a, a wedding or something like that, man. He's just a he's just a down to earth great dude and. He's a racer himself, you know. He tries to help racers out, and and uh, like I said, man, there's just so many people that make a make a race car go around the racetrack. You know, I could sit here for hours and name off the people that, that have helped me throughout my career. You know, it's just unbelievable the kind of the support system that I've got. You know, people that people that give me an hour of their time in the garage, people that give me 20 hours a week in the garage, or 
people to give me a hundred bucks or people to give me 50,000, you know, which I've never gotten no 50,000, <laughs> but there's, there's people out there that do it, you know, just, yeah. like I said, man, it just, it takes a lot, it takes a many of many of many of people and, and their time and their efforts, you know, not one guy can just do it all, man. And I'm just forever grateful to have the people that's helped me throughout my career be in my corner, you know? So when you were, this is just thought that popped into my top of my head. Um, when you were still younger racing in, in junior Hornets and, you know, in, in the car, stuff like that. So you, you know, you used to race in, you know, junior Hornets, Hornets and fast carts and, all these, all these great, <laughs> these, the, these fantastic yeah. divisions. Uh, when you were racing, who was somebody, you know, either, either an outlaw driver or, you know, it doesn't have Parker. to be necessarily be a family member. Who were you looking up to or who did you want to emulate when you were out on that track? Man, it's really tough to say, you know, I've got a lot of like, I can name like a NASCAR driver or something I'm cool with sure. or, or like, or like look up to, you know, I'm a, I'm a Davey Allison fan. I, I wasn't even alive to like see him race or nothing like that, but I just like videos on YouTube and stuff like that. I just, uh, I kind of like look up to him, like the way he presents himself and stuff like that. You know, I, I, uh, I think he was just a very talented driver, you know, and didn't really, he, uh, he beat like Earnhardt and then big names back in the day, you know, which right. he had some pretty good equipment. I mean, of course he was number 28, but he, uh, he just had like the humble attitude, you know, like he didn't really go around like acting like he was better than anybody else. You know, he kind of just, he was a people person too, but he kind of just stayed to himself at times, you know, and just, and just, uh, and just kind of, you know, just, I just like the humbleness and like the, the he just lets his talents talk on the racetrack, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, if, and if I get the NASCAR or something that one day, I hope to be like him, but, but another person's obviously my dad, you know, I've looked up to him for a really long time, just race, obviously racing, you know, we've spent a lot of weekends at the racetrack together. Some weekends we do good and some weekends we'd argue and not do so good, you know, that's just part of having a father son deal, you know, but, but uh, there's a lot of people that I look up to, man. You know, a lot of people that's guided me and, and been able to get me into positions that I've been in in life, you know, on and off the racetrack, you know. Uh, I'm just, like I said, man, I'm just so thankful to have the, the guidance that I've had, man. There's been people that helped my dad that's carried over and helped me, you know, and took and have taken, taken their experience and kind of, like, put it towards me and just kind of, like, you know, uh, just tried to, like, coach me and, and to be in a better driver, a better person and, and uh, just being like a better role model, to, especially to the kids that are trying to go through the same things that I went through to try to make it to the higher ranked division. Well, that honestly, that sounds like a great place to, to end the show. Yep. So for the crossover, Perfect. I'm Josh. I'm Mikey. I'm Jeffrey. Be good. Be, be, be good. Crazy. Oh, be good. Oh, my bad. <laughs> We'll have to replay that. Hold on, wait, hold on, hold on, wait. No, we're. I say we leave it. Yeah, in. we're just gonna leave it and fuck it. All right, so we're gonna try again, um, and then your line is where be good at it. Here we go. By the way, you're not the first driver to, to get this wrong. You're fine. So okay, so when I say my name, I say be good at it. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So the way it goes, it goes. Uh, so for the crossover, I'm Josh, and he says I'm Mike, and then you say I'm Jeffrey, and then I say be good, and then you be say be good at it. Yeah, that's that good, good enough. Good. All right, I think all right. we got it. I think we got it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, get on.